O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths will declare your praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The scripture for today is Genesis 45, verses 3-11 through 11 and 21-28. through 28. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word as we listen to Coram Deo by Antoine Bradford. Sliding guitar, atmospheric synthesizer chords, and airy background vocals create a sun-soaked sound. The text reinforces Jesus' steadfast qualities in the midst of life's ups and downs as the vocalist sings of the joy found in chasing after him. Time and time again I know that I've seen your hands Holy and holding me up Again and again Through all the Lord, 
Genesis 45, verses 3 through 11 and 21 through 28. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near. And he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, and your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. The sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the journey. To each and all of them he gave a change of clothes, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred shekels of silver and five changes of clothes. To his father he sent as follows, Ten donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and provision for his father on the journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they departed he said to them, Do not quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father Jacob. And they told him, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all of the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb, for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived, and Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. In verses 5-8 through eight of chapter 45, Joseph insists three times that the ultimate reason for his being in Egypt was the fact that God had sent him there. His brothers had done evil. They had sold him there as a slave, but it wasn't ultimately their plan, but God's that put him there. Joseph knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was in the place that God put him, and he found great comfort in that. Joseph reiterates this point in chapter 50, verse 20, where we read, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. These statements are pivotal because they form the essential building blocks for a biblical worldview. None of the events of Joseph's life None of the events in the entire book of Genesis, none of the events in our own lives happen by accident. As one author puts it, even when Joseph's brothers meant to do him evil, God had an overruling plan that meant all of it for good. And notice the wording. Joseph does not say that God turned it for good. No, Joseph insists that God meant it for good. 
Joseph's life was planned. It was orchestrated by God. The Grand New Testament expression of this truth is found in Romans 8.28, where we read, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. And we see these words find their full expression at the cross of Jesus. The mock trial, torture, and execution of Jesus is the ultimate example of evil and injustice. Yet according to Acts 2, it all happened according to the, quote, definite plan and foreknowledge of God. What men meant for evil, God meant for good, the ultimate good, the salvation of the world. Look, there are trials in this life. There are hardships, but there are no accidents. So I want you to stop for a moment and consider, where are you struggling to trust God? What right now is making you anxious? Where do you need to remind yourself that God is working all things together for good? I firmly believe that if we cling to that great promise, we'll be able to stand firm even through the fiercest hardships of life. Let's close now with this prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. This is another day, O Lord. I know not what it will bring forth, but make me ready, Lord, for whatever it may be. If I'm to stand up, help me to stand bravely. If I'm to sit still, help me to sit quietly. If I'm to lie low, help me to do it patiently. And if I'm to do nothing, let me do it gallantly. Make these words more than words and give me the spirit of Jesus. Amen.